Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right. Go ahead. The time is now! Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to another day, another show. So glad you are here with us bright and early on Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Coming up this hour. Random facts, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, plus the headlines that you need to know from around the world. And next hour, five places that you shouldn't leave a tip. Okay? And McDonald's sets a world record. We'll tell you what that is. All that more is coming up today on the show. This hour is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or give them a call, 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Bob Saget would have been 67 today if he were alive. Ross Butler, 13 Reasons Why. He played Zach on there, 33 today. Levin Ramblin, Glimmer on the Hunger Game is, is 33. Nikki Reed, Vampire Rosalie Hale in Twilight is 35. Aaron Richards, who plays Barbara Keene on Gotham, is 37. Derek Huff from Dancing with the Stars, 38. Retired NBA point guard Tony Parker is 41 today. Uh, let's see here. Lead singer of The Coors, Andrea Coors, is 49. Josh Hom from Queens of the Stone Age, 50 today. Sasha Alexander from Rizzoli and Isles is 50 today. Jordan Knight from The New Kids on the Block is 53. Hill Harper from CSI New York is 57. Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, 58 years old. Craig Ferguson, the predecessor to James Corden on the Late Late Show, is 61. Inya Singer, 62. Sugar Ray Leonard, 67. Today is Pack Rat Day, a day to declutter your lives. And on this day in history, in 1792, the New York Stock Exchange was founded by brokers meeting under a tree located on what is now Wall Street. In 1845, the rubber band was patented. The wonderful Wizard of Oz was first published on this date in 1900. The Supreme Court unanimously ruled against racial segregation in Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka, saying separate but equal isn't really equal at all. That happened on this date in 1954. What else we got? Uh, in 1987, a fire destroyed Tom Petty's home just north of Los Angeles, causing 800K in damage. Apparently, an arsonist did it. Never got caught, though. Hmm. Kelsey Grammer sentenced to 30 days in jail, 10 days of picking up trash on the highway after failing to do an alcohol abuse course for his DWI. That happened on this date in 1990. Of course, you know him as Fraser Crane on Cheers. 
Let's see. Okay. Alex Trebek received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on this date in 1999. And the final episode of 90210 aired on this date in the year 2000. Those are your celebrity birthdays in this day in history. Good morning. And it is time now for your random facts. Random fact number one, I am is the shortest sentence in the English language. It includes both a subject and a predicate. It's a complete sentence and thought. I am. If someone's kissed on the ear, even lightly, it can create an intense suction on the eardrum, which pulls three small bones in the ear and can lead to permanent hearing loss. Be careful with those ear kisses out there. Yeah, I'm looking at you. One of David Bowie's eyes was permanently dilated. Just in case you needed to know that. Scotland has more redheads than any other part of the world. That's not surprising. The majority of people in Iceland believe in elves. That, well, that is surprising. Yeah, I think it is. And your final random fact. An Olympic gold medal must contain 92.5% silver. Those are your random facts. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. We are headed to a high of 75 today under mostly sunny skies. Partly cloudy and 57 tonight. Mostly sunny and 80 tomorrow. Rain back in the forecast on Friday. This hour is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com. Or give them a call. 479-253-1234. Getting a look uh, at your headlines from around the world. First up, the FTC sued to block Amgen's $27.8 billion Horizon Therapeutics acquisition. It's part of the antitrust enforcer's stricter stance on pharmaceutical company mergers. The FTC filed a lawsuit in federal court seeking an injunction that would prevent the deal from closing. The agency said the tie-up would allow Amgen, a uh, biotechnology company, to entrench the monopoly positions of Horizon's Eye and Gout Drugs. Interesting. Amgen said that the FTC's decision was disappointing, but doesn't believe a merger will impede competition. And your next headline, the chief executive of ChatGPT, creator OpenAI, called on Congress to create licensing and safety standards for advanced AI systems. He said, quote, if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. That's what Sam Altman testified to a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee yesterday. The hearing also touched on concerns about the many ways AI could impact our lives. Elections, intellectual property theft, news coverage, military operations, and diversity and inclusion initiatives. Meanwhile, corporate venture capital investors are cutting bigger checks for AI startups. And Americans are back to shopping more. Retail sales, a measure of spending at stores, online and in restaurants, rose a seasonally adjusted 0.4% in April from the month prior after declining in February and March. The, well, I mean, the month before. Oh, they're talking, okay. The Commerce Department, I had to read that again. The Commerce Department said, uh, the boost is a sign of consumers' continued resilience despite high inflation and rising interest rates. Auto, dining out, and online spending have increased, while gasoline and big-ticket purchases such as appliances and furniture has declined. On the employment front, small businesses are slowing their hiring. 
And individual investors who bought treasuries in the past year are worried about a U.S. default. They now face the unusual risk of not getting some of their money back right away, undercutting the appeal of what's widely considered one of the most reliable assets. If lawmakers don't raise the three point, I'm sorry, the 31.4 trillion debt ceiling, the government will be unable to pay its bills and issue new debt as soon as June 1st. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned this week. Many professional investors who manage portfolios of short-term treasury bills are concerned enough to sell those coming due just after June 1st. And finally, the return to the office has stalled. Low unemployment has given workers the leverage to push back against being in the office five days a week. Offices remain half empty as companies settle into hybrid, hybrid, hybrid work plans. The average occupancy rate crossed 50% of pre-pandemic levels in late January, but it's remained there, according to Castle Systems that tracks this kind of thing. Cities suffering from declining real estate values are frustrated about possibly lower property tax revenues and the pressure on bars, restaurants, and other businesses that rely on five-day-a-week office workers. Those are your headlines from around the world. Good morning! And we are headed to a high today of 75 under mostly sunny skies. Yeah. Nice day today out there. Partly cloudy, 57 tonight, mostly sunny, and 80 on your Thursday. Friday, rain's back, 75 the high. Saturday, 20% chance of rain and 72 for our high. Well, we told you last week that there was a self-checkout kiosk asking for people's tips, but... Although there are more and more places adding the tip line for the purchases that have nothing to do with anybody else, just you doing the work, there are places that are not asking for tips, and these are places you shouldn't tip, well, or it isn't necessary. I guess you can always tip, no matter what, if you want, but if you don't tip, it's not like it's going to be looked at as bad etiquette or cheapskateness. All right, here's five places, according to experts, that you don't need to leave a tip. Don't tip service technicians like plumbers and electricians. They usually make a good wage. They are not expecting a tip. Now, I'm sure there's some plumbers, HVAC techs, and others that are like, hey, I'll take a tip. Yeah, but you're not expecting it, right? If someone doesn't tip you, it's not like, oh, wow, what a loser. Uh, The next one is flight attendants. You don't have to tip flight attendants. It's considered bad form, actually. Some airlines even have policies against it. Handing out drinks is one small part of their job. The rest of what they do is closer to being a first responder than a server. And you obviously would not tip a firefighter or paramedic, would you? I mean, they saved your life. I mean, you'd probably, you know, break out more than a small tip, right? But don't tip uh, as well. If you're traveling in certain countries, it's not expected in Australia, New Zealand, and parts of Europe. In East Asia, it can even be seen as an insult. So know what you're doing before you travel abroad uh, because, you know, tipping is not necessarily even a good thing. It can be not even a neutral thing, but a bad thing. And restaurants, you're going, wait, what a minute? Well, hey, 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 what you doing, man? I'm talking about where gratuity is included already. You're not expected to leave an additional tip. If they already add the 20%, you can tack on a little more if you want. But don't feel any pressure to. Yeah, it seems like about 15% or 18% is what what you see in a lot of places. 
uh, any more on gratu- uh, gratuity. So, But you're not expected to tip more than that. You can, but you're not expected to. And then don't tip highly trained professionals like nurses, lawyers, and accountants. Can you imagine giving your lawyer a tip? Uh, do you see what they make per hour? Come on. The tip is included, is it not? If you want them to know you appreciate them, send them a card, thank you note, something like that, or a positive review online. So that's according to experts in the website Best Life. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, you can put this in the yikes category. A New Jersey woman woke up to find that her bank account had a negative balance of almost 100 billion dollars. Yeah, I think I left off some numbers earlier when I teased this. Yeah, 100 billion, not just 1 billion, negative 100 billion. The bank said the mistake had something to do with her recently deceased husband. This is Patricia Conlon talking about the banking error that she woke up to that day. I saw that there was a number there, a negative $99 billion, $999 million. $999,099.99 negative. One of the people I spoke to mumbled something about a deceased account holder. Okay, well, some kind of glitch in the bank. That's a lot of nines, and it is stranger than fiction. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Nice day out there today. Expecting a high around 75 under mostly sunny skies, partly cloudy, and 57 tonight, and mostly sunny tomorrow, expecting a high near 80 degrees. This hour is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or give them a call at 479-253-1234. Well, do you want fries with that? McDonald's in Kansas. A McDonald's owner in Kansas attempted a world record-breaking drive through line. Yeah, if you showed up to grab lunch and didn't know this was going on, longest line ever, right? But this McDonald's near Wichita, Kansas, set a world record last week after their drive through processed more than 350 orders in one hour. That's one car every 10 seconds. Bam, 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 bam. Customers were in on it, so that's why they were able to go so fast. People got there early to line up. Cars stretched for over a mile. Uh, here is, uh, this is the, what, Eldorado McDonald's, Eldorado, Kansas. Uh, the owner, Bob Lane, talking about trying to break the record and, of course, setting it all up. About six months ago, they decided they were going to try to set a record in the drive through And so we went and looked it up, and the best we could find was 300. And so that's what we're trying to do today. As you could tell, there was a lot of cars. We had traffic backed up on the highway all for over a mile. So 356 in an hour, that's moving a lot of cars. That's better than one every 10 seconds. Amazing deal. Yeah, so they, I guess they intentionally made their orders very simple. Every car that went through had to order something, pay, and get their food to be a completed order. Uh, if Guinness confirms the record, they can officially call it the fastest drive through in the world. I mean, I'm all about the fast drive through not waiting in line with, you know, 300 and something cars or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, 356. hee Yeah, that's a long line. I might, I might go on to the next place uh, at that point. But knowing that it was 10 seconds at a time, uh, that's fast. So, you want fries with that? Good morning.
And a very pleasant good morning to you. Uh, sunny today and 75 tonight. Partly cloudy and 57. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and 80. Friday, rain back in the forecast, 75. Saturday, 20% chance of rain and a high of 72. Well, you talk about multitasking. This is uh, this is this this is an interesting one, I have to say. I've uh, never heard of this happening before. A Michigan student got her college diploma while in labor. Yes, you heard correctly. Literally in labor and then went immediately to the hospital. She gave birth two days later. So, you know, long labor. My goodness. So it wasn't like she was about to pop, if you will. It wasn't like, oh, my water broke. It's just an impression of what it might sound like. I don't know. Um, I mean, I know what it sounds like, but... <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, she gave birth two days later. This is uh, Henry Ford College President Russell Cavaluna announcing the situation on stage and Kelsey Huddy talking about graduating and giving birth a couple days later. This student has told us, I'm going to walk across that stage despite the fact that I am 38 weeks pregnant. He told the whole of everybody, she's dilated, she's 38 weeks pregnant, so we're just going to get her in and out right now. So I was like, nothing's going to stop me, even if I have the baby and have to hold her in my arms. That's just the biggest thing is just don't give up. Like, if you have a goal, meet it. Okay, wow. All right, well, she's just announced that she's dilated and I'm going to have this baby no matter what. Uh umbilical cord and everything all right well that is determination that is determination and uh, of course she had a couple days to think about it after she left there uh but hey that's one way to get through the graduation line much faster like oh i'm in labor i need to get out of here go ahead and read my name first give me my, my diploma and i'm out and then two days later huh i'm starting to think i'm starting to think that might have been the plan all along you know you just Anyway, all right, we'll have to investigate that further. Good morning. Now, your headlines. A jury has ordered that Walmart must pay $19.3 million to K2 Distribution, a company that formed a hand sanitizer distribution deal with Walmart during the pandemic. In a complaint, uh, in a complaint filed back in October of 2021, legal representatives for K2 Distribution detailed the extent to which Walmart allegedly reneged on the deal. K2 Distribution says that during the first wave of the pandemic, it made a deal with Walmart to provide the company with a reputable, reliable, fixed-price, long-term supply of hand sanitizer. The complaint goes on to say that Walmart went back on the deal and refused to pay. And Arkansas has landed Butler County, Kansas, Community College defensive back Chris Rhodes to the Arkansas Razorbacks football team. Rhodes who's six foot, 183 pounds, has committed to Arkansas yesterday following an unofficial visit on Monday. Rhodes played in four games for the Grizzlies before suffering an injury. He finished with eight tackles, seven solo tackles, and an interception. Rhodes signed with South Dakota back in South Dakota State back in 2021, but after one year transferred to Butler County with the intent of attracting offers from Power 5 schools. Arkansas, who is searching for defensive back, provided the right opportunity. And finally, Eureka Springs has been named yet another list of great places to visit, this time to the 10 most charming southern towns that will win your heart. And isn't that true? That's according to thetravel.com, adding that it's one of the most charming southern U.S. towns. It's a jewel 
that has gained massive popularity thanks to its natural beauty and rich culture. Don't we know all too well? Those are your headlines. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hope you are having a great Wednesday out there. Hey, just by way of reminder, remember every Thursday, every Thursday we do the Outdoor Moment with Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors and, of course, brought to you by Arkansas Elite Welding Academy. That happens tomorrow, every Thursday, right around 8.15 in the morning. So if uh, you are looking for tips on getting outside, what to do, what not to do, uh, tune in for that. Well, somebody's always coming up with a list of the most popular baby names, are they not? Here's an official one, though. The Social Security Administration just revealed the most popular baby names from last year. And, well, not much has changed, I guess. The top ten lists for boys and girls are almost identical to the previous year, but one new name did crack the top ten for girls. All right, let's start start with the boys first. Liam was number one for boys' names. Liam. Then Noah, Oliver, James, Elijah, William, Henry, Lucas, Benjamin, and Theodore. Wow, Theodore, huh? Okay, and that was that was essentially the top ten last year or the year before, I guess. Olivia was number one for girls again. That is, uh, yeah, that's understandable. That's my daughter's name. So number one, Olivia. Then Emma, Charlotte, Amelia, Sophia, Isabella, Ava, Mia, Evelyn. And finally, Luna. Yes, Luna is the only new name on the list. It's Latin for moon, of course. Americans are very into Luna right now. Yeah, According to the American Kennel Club, it was also the top name for female dogs last year. So Luna is popular in uh, several circles there. All right, that is from the Social Security Administration. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.